coming up on this episode of We're No Damn Experts. Get ready for round two. August is all about art in Great Falls. We have two art experts on the podcast to talk about an upcoming show and event focused around famed Western artist Charlie Russell. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Shannon Newth. And And we're we're No no Damn damn Experts. experts. Today, however, in the studio, we've brought in some experts. We do have multiple experts. Now, you listeners who have been with us for 89 episodes. This will be 84, I think. 84 episodes know that Montana is known for its outdoor recreation Mm -hmm. and what differentiate Mm, goodness my what <laughs> it's diff- late in the day when we're recording this <laughs> what differentiates great falls from the rest of the communities in the state of montana is our art scene mm-hmm. and i don't think i have demonstrated clearly enough how ill-equipped i am to discuss art that's that's why these guys are here so we've brought in art experts mm-hmm. and um great falls experts yes now we've had one of our guests on the podcast before and we did a fantastic job with that podcast it was so much fun we did it at the cm russell museum so if you're getting really aware of what's going on um you will remember tom figarelli joined us on that podcast i still think we need sound effect like clapping clapping. yes and tom is the director of the museum Mm -hmm. and with him he has brought the art expert (laughs) art the man who knows everything about charlie russell has been ingrained in every component of charlie's life since he was born Dwayne. Wow. Thank you very, very much. That that bar is set so very high, but I'm very happy to be here. Thanks. You know, it seems like it's set high, but it might not be set high enough for you. I'm just going to say. Oh, he's got to keep reaching. No pressure, Dwayne. No pressure. There you go. And so my part of the job is now done because I'm I'm a little <laughs> bit familiar about what we're here to talk about today. But my inkling is just to start talking about ghosts. And that's not really the topic of this conversation. Oh. Correct. Well, do you have any stories about ghosts, either one of you? I, mean, I guess we can touch on that if you want. But <laughs> no. <laughs> OK. <laughs> so is that for another yes. episode? Yeah, we are talking about uh, upcoming art fantastic events that are happening well, I'll in bite August. On that. We oh, do good. have okay. a story about a ghost. Oh, great. Take it um, away. So Ooh. we have a piece <laughs> in the museum right now, Death of a Gambler, that has a phantom-like figure on the left-hand side oh. of the piece. So when you're there, it's a Utica scene. Um, it kind of looks like In Without Knocking, which is another Russell, um, that features Utica, Montana. So there's a lot of action going on there. There's a couple of gamblers that have taken some fatal shots Mm. and then there may or may not be a phantom figure that russell intentionally or unintentionally put on the left hand side so you got to go to the museum and see that ghost of a figure is that do you ask people when they leave if they saw it you know people comment on it some people do comment i know like it's pointed out in tours because it is a fun thing to see yeah um and it is a piece that was not publicly accessible for about four decades so it's it's really i think a catching piece in the museum and it you know really creates some great dialogue because people can kind of come up with their own story on what was russell thinking what was his intent mm-hmm. yep. was there an intent um i think there was probably this here was when he painted it yeah what mm-hmm. character is maybe um the phantom right is right. it one of these gamblers who's taken a, a fatal shot so mm. yeah so there you go there's a ghost story there's a ghost for story you. okay yeah. And we cover a little bit of that in our last episode of Visit with Tom. But the coolest part of it is we were at the museum when we did the episode. Oh. And so we got to look at it. And then as oh, we that's talking right. about we did it, discuss that. We, yeah. we, you know, ask people now, are they team 
ghost or not. So. Did I just create a rerun? No, not at all. I wasn't here for it, so oh, I don't know perfect. what's going It's all on. new content for yeah. Shannon. She, there you go. It's a throwback episode. It is, yeah. Well, that we, was, reference our, yeah. we reference our old episodes all the time. We had Clark Thompson Carlson in mm-hmm. from the First People's Buffalo Jump, and he confirmed a lot of the things I've said about the Buffalo Jump, which I had no idea were true or not. She felt really reaffirmed. So she tells our guests these things when they come in and ask about the Buffalo Jump. I learned about this in our last podcast, but she felt very reaffirmed because Clark told her that the things she was telling her guests were mostly True. correct. So, yeah. well, we might find out that Dwayne's reaffirming a lot of the things I've been saying yeah, about the Russell go. Museum. So, so we're going to feel That's, good about ourselves today. <laughs> yeah. That's the goal is to reaffirm. Yes, yes. So, yes, we are talking about uh, Art Week uh, options here coming up, but I first uh, want to talk about. Okay, so you're both with the CM Russell Museum. For those who maybe haven't listened to our prior episodes, Dwayne, who was C.M. Russell? Oh, great question. Oh, my goodness. There is there is a loaded question. <laughs> this is a two-hour... Yes, two-hour uh, biography. Yeah. Three-and-a-half yes. episode. Okay. Three-and-a-half-hour episode. Yeah. Well, Charlie Russell, Russell is our favorite artist down mm-hmm. at the C.M. Russell Museum, obviously. He was... Uh, born in the in the 1860s in St. Louis to an, an affluent family, but Russell always wanted to come west. I have these romantic images of Charlie staring out the window as a grade schooler yeah. down in Great Falls, just wanting to do anything he could to move out west and mm-hmm. be a real cowboy. Get to be a cowboy. He, he, yeah. And darn it, he I did. do that today, mostly. <laughs> Stare <laughs> out the window. And... Some days I walk in, see her, she's just staring out the window. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could be a cowboy. <laughs> Uh, and you when, and Charlie have so much in common. <laughs> when finally Charlie's parents gave up and just gave him let that him opportunity, let him get it out of his system, so to speak. So he, he came out to north central Montana and gave it a go and really in many ways never went back. So um, he had a lot of natural abilities um, in all sorts of media uh, as a sculptor, as a painter in oils and, and watercolors. He's, he was an amazing storyteller and just an all-around good guy, a guy that you'd want to sit around the campfire with. Mm-hmm. And he, his attractive personality is one of the things that we really celebrate down at the Russell Museum that really draws folks closer to the man and thus closer to the artwork and makes it all more real. And and uh, and, and people get it. People get why we're still talking about him, you know, um, almost, well, what? He was... We don't um, have to do public math, do we? Yeah. Uh, no public math. There I don't we go. do it. Hundred nope, plus years. Yeah. So <laughs> well after well after his passing in yes. 1926, yeah. um, we're still talking about him, celebrating him. Um, long story, very very short. The CM Russell Museum is right on the residential city block where his uh, log cabin studio and home mm-hmm. uh, still stand today, and and we're proud that those are a, a big part of our campus and our offerings. So. And I, I hesitated to insert it, but there have been <laughs> stories about knockings on the walls Ooh. or, or uh, in you the know, home or in the uh, museum. Yeah, it was in the studio most recently, huh. is Ooh. what I'm thinking. And you know, they were floating this photo around the staff, and I'm sorry, I just didn't see the most recent <laughs> it's okay. claim of Russell, okay. you know, kind of overseeing what we're doing. But. Well, maybe Charlie will come to you personally sometime when you're out there. <laughs> oh, he does on a daily basis. <laughs> Russell, I, I really can't reiterate enough how, gosh, he. I just wish I could have met him. He, yeah. He was just the real deal, and I'm so proud to be a part of his legacy. And mm-hmm. So when they ask you the question, uh, what person, living or dead, would you want to have a beer with, your answer would clearly be Charlie Russell? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <Okay>. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. I want to just because my big my big question is always did a bar still actually go through the painting? I mean that's what I want to know and he's probably going to be able to tell me. So and he may not want to say it right away, but I think beer 4, he's going to go. <laughs> 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 you know that story about the bar stool? And if you want to know what we're referencing, you have to go back and listen to another episode. I was going to say, I got to go back and listen to, I don't yep. know this barstool story. <laughs> you know, who would also be great to meet, in my opinion, would be Nancy Russell, because she was a big part of, of his success or the reason that we know about him today, correct? Uh, that's absolutely a very important part of the story. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be talking about Charlie if, if Nancy weren't there to encourage him along every step of the way. Mm-hmm. and. And they were really, they were really a couple well ahead of their time. Charlie, of course, had all the natural talent 
a person could ever hope to have. But it was Nancy that helped direct that talent and and guide guide his focus. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Charlie, he was he was an early riser. He'd go over to the studio and he'd paint. You know, after he rolled a cigarette, of course, and <laughs> but he'd paint all morning. Roll your own. And uh, and uh, so Nancy was. She tried to keep all the neighborhood kids out out of the mm. out of the studio. And but uh, one of my favorite things about the whole museum is. There's the the actual hole in the door of the studio where Charlie's latch string used to huh. used to hang out of the out of the door, and that meant p- guests, visitors were welcome to come and oh. visit him. And you can still see that hole in the in huh. the studio door. Oh, and Charlie cool. was so well known for saying, "The latch string is always out for you, my friend." Hmm. So that's so neat. that's indicative of the kind of guy he was for yeah. sure. Now, the Russell doesn't have all of Charlie's work of arts. Works of art. <laughs> My goodness, people, you're in for a doozy today. Um, but it has some significant works of art, as well as um, what I tell people. Let's see if it's true or not. Here we go. That's first my favorite part. <laughs> that it has a large collection of kind of his lesser known art, the art that he would give to friends and families, the artwork he would do. Um, on Christmas cards and that kind of thing, which you won't find in a lot of other museums. Am I right? That is correct. I would Ooh, say our collection ding, ding, ding. is very <laughs> personal, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good term. Those are some of my favorite pieces, though, actually. Obviously, there are huge, gorgeous, well-known pieces, but some of my favorite things to look at in the museum are actually the letters that he wrote to friends where he has the drawings on the envelope or on the top corner of those letters. That's artwork, his, oh, part of his story right they're there. They're great. And they, they allow us to have a sense of his friendships and his personality and the way he thought. Mm-hmm. We don't always get that with artists. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe more so now because obviously we're a better connected world. But with many historic artists, we don't really maybe have that deep dive that Russell lends us mm-hmm. through his illustrated notes. And that is a fun thing. And it's then personal, right? And yeah. our collection was founded off of the, the Trigg family, Josephine Trigg. And they were close friends with the Russells. And so her collection, which was really, you know, as a result of that that deep connection with Nancy and Charlie – um, is now something that we can share with a broader public that we add to with with new collections and, and works from you know other donors and lenders and through other exhibitions. So it's a personal thing. It really is. Hmm. That and if I may add too, I mean that is one of the the type of work that we really put forward that other ma- museums might not focus on as much as we mm-hmm. as we do at the Russell Museum. Um, yet actually, later this fall we have an exhibition spe- uh, specifically on. Um, a lot of those personal correspondence called uh, Greetings with Charlie that we're oh. going to celebrate a lot of those illustrated letters. Um, you know, the works on paper in the collection are very, um, they're, they're apt to, to get damage from the light. So we have to be very careful about how often we can have them out on mm. display. Um, so this is going to be a rare opportunity to see a lot of those um, personal letters and, and artifacts that are on paper. That So you heard it here first, folks, this fall, a new exhibit coming <laughs> yeah, to the it'll Sam be fun. Museum. We'll start with Christmas greetings, you know, seasonal oh, greetings, yeah. which would be appropriate for the end of the year. But mm-hmm. then um, after the Christmas season, we'll rotate those and then add some new illustrated works into the spring of 23. So, you know, we encourage people to come back um, and see this exhibition as it evolves over the next, uh, you know, six to 12 months. Oh, that'll be exciting. I want to pull the curtain back just a little bit further. Um, you don't always own all the artwork that's on display in the museum. Sometimes that's lended. Tell us a little bit more how that works and you know how you rotate things out that might be in the museum that isn't on display. Yeah, that's a fair question. I would say it happens through kind of like two general uh, lines of effort. One would be if it's in a curated exhibition that we bring in. So, um, you know, for instance, last summer we had an exhibition on Andy Warhol's Cowboys and Indians series, Mm -hmm. which was the last series that he did before he passed. So, um, you know, those works were on loan from another institution. Um, And so it was through that very specific show that we brought him here to Great Falls. That was uh, great fun. And I would say that's probably the most conventional and common way that museums bring in works of art that are loaned. The other way is just individually. You know, maybe there's some, some, you know, families. 
um, or some, you know, single donors or supporters of the museum that they're just gracious and wanting to share their art and their collection with the broader public. Because, you know, I think, you know, Dwayne can speak to this probably better than I, but, you know, honestly, when we're working with people, whether they're buying from the auction, members of the museum, they're collecting contemporary Western work or historic stuff. I mean, they're passionate, right? I mean, art really, at the end of the day, it's, its value is just what it's made of if you really kind of boiled it down to its essence. But what makes it, you know, valuable would be like the passion, the energy, the history, and the interest behind it. So it's those people that share that passion, that have it. They want to, I think, um, encourage others to gain that same appreciation of the artist, of the stories that are in the art. Um, and the creative process. So it's kind of that motivation that brings, you know, individual pieces to the museum. Um, and that's sometimes where we're most excited because then we can take, let's say, f for instance, a Russell work, put it into our gallery and let it hang with the rest of our permanent collection. But it's just a new piece that, you know, creates excitement for the, the patron uh, experience and really then kind of puts new context on the rest of the collection too. Mm -hmm. And um, Dwayne said, well so, said. <laughs> so the only reason I know that, listeners, don't think that I've all of a sudden become an expert. Art connoisseur over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just spend a lot of time listening to smarter people. And it was interesting to me because in the, I'm, I hope I get this name right. Uh-oh, second test. Exalted Ruler. Nailed it. Perfect. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> My goodness, people. Um, so when we look at the Exalted Ruler, um, beautiful piece, but you actually raised the money. You, I'm telling Tom and Dwayne, you guys did it. Great job. Raised the, the Sam Russell Museum worked uh, on a community-wide effort to raise the money to buy that. Mm -hmm. So the museum owns that piece of work, but they don't necessarily own all the art, which mm -hmm. is part of the thing where I'm like, well, they just own it all. <laughs> right. Nope. Not, not so much. Yeah. And then when it comes to uh, the auction, which we'll, let's just jump into. Sure. Um, the auction, you're not pulling pieces off the wall in the museum and going, well, let's sell this piece to pay the rent. <laughs> right. Yeah. How does that? Yeah. That, but that feasibly could be to somebody who doesn't know what happens. Yeah. All of a sudden you've got yeah. all this art that you're going to auction off. Where the heck does it Yet the walls are from? still full. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Oh, I absolutely appreciate you bringing that up because <laughs> it is such a misconception mm -hmm. that, I mean, it's just horrible. I, I just dispel that rumor every chance I can get. Because people think you're just selling off they the Sam Russell Museum. go back into the vault and pull out a piece that somebody <laughs> may have donated. Mm -hmm. Well, I can assure folks that is not the case. All the works that do come into the, the Russell um, either come directly from the, the artist that just created it within the last calendar year. Or it comes from a, a second-party consigner that is is putting their works into the sale on a consignment basis. So, yeah, thank you very much for You're bringing welcome. that up. Because I had the distinct honor of shortly after moving to Great Falls, getting to do the preview night at the Russell oh. and seeing all the art that was going to be auctioned off. Because Surprise, surprise, people. I don't get a ticket to the auction. <laughs> they don't uh, want me what? there. They don't want me taking up that space. You know, <laughs> I show up like in the background of like, hey, great job. Thanks for doing this for Great Falls. But the, I'm not the encourager. Yeah, not occupying a space, a yeah. valuable piece of real estate when we auction that stuff off. Right. But there are Russells that get sold at the auction. So how does that happen? Absolutely. Well, we work all year long to gather the work that that does go up for auction on the on the stage. And it really is a year long process. We put out a call for submissions from um, to artists and consigners, folks that own historic pieces of, of work, for them to submit options for us to consider. And it, this is a cool thing about the sale itself, it, you know, with a, a track record of, um, you know, 50 years of, of doing this now. It's a very competitive process to get a piece of art into the into the sale. And it as such, it the quality of the work is just mm. year after year. It's just mind blowing. And I never get tired of it. And it's just so wonderful to be a part of. So we work all year long. We put this call for submissions out um, in the fall of the year and then essentially have a, a co very competitive selection process where we whittle it down to the 200 or so pieces 
that does make it to the stage. So that's still a lot. I didn't realize that, there were two hundred yeah. that were part of this auction. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, it goes it, so quick. Yes. It's like two hours long and yeah. yeah. Boom. That's a lie, people. <laughs> <laughs> mur, mur. That try was not correct. <laughs> but more more specific to your, um, in response to your question, so the Russells, for instance, as I mentioned, they all come from private collections and, and uh, you know, individual owners that are, are selling the pieces. Um, you know, we, of course, at the museum would love to keep them all and, and have them for perpetuity for mm-hmm. our audiences to appreciate all the time. But... We kind of feel like this is maybe the the second best option because that's not a reality to for us to to buy buy them all. <laughs> so, bid at your own auction. <laughs> oh, you could, yeah. So we appreciate the the opportunity to do that, and uh, you know, it, another great thing about the exhibition component of the Russell is the fact it really is a limited time opportunity to see 200 lots that you're mm-hmm. never going to have the chance right. to see, especially it's as a, a private whole. showing, if you will, yeah. before they get sold. Uh, a mm-hmm. private showing of a very limited op- opportunity because most probably those works are going into another private collection. And unless you're very good friends with all of these folks that are going to buy these pieces. Life goal. Yeah. You <laughs> might I'm not getting invited <laughs> over for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That's not so, happening for me. Yeah. So that's where I go to look. I'm curious as we're talking about this, and if we even know this number, do we know how many pieces exist in the world of Russell art? Does that include, and I, and then would that number include his, uh, would that include the letters that he wrote and paintings on that? Is that included in that? Do we have any concept of of that? <laughs> Most scholars say about 4,000 pieces. Okay. And uh, that would include his his uh, illustrated notes. Okay. Um, and, you know, he was a pretty versatile artist, right? I mean, he did lots of different mediums. I mean, sculpture is maybe mm-hmm. one of the things he's not really appreciated as much for, but was a tremendous sculptor obviously i think most people think about his oils but mm-hmm. he was a great watercolorist um you know sketch with a pencil yeah. so i mean he was a really versatile artist and so that number really encapsulates all those mediums that he was experimenting and working with throughout his lifetime okay yeah that's not something i usually don't think about the sculpting component or even the variety of, of paintings and sketches well and you know yeah. on that question you know we often then get the follow-up well are there new pieces being brought to the surface mm-hmm. and that, that no one that, knew about before? yeah that no one yeah. knew you know and it's rare right mm-hmm. i mean maybe more common and Dwayne, correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> more common with illustrated notes that something might kind of hit to the surface because those are smaller mm-hmm. they're not necessarily you know maybe as visible probably not known to be in a collection of a, a museum for instance but you know uh, honestly just this past um, year we received a report from an, another museum that has a conservatory conservatory lab that was doing some research on a questionable russell and we hmm. thought maybe it could be um, we had enough reason to have that piece go down to their lab and then have some work done with the oil on the canvas to determine if it fit the age of russell's uh <laughs> you know body of work right yeah. The ultimate answer said likely not, that it's probably not a Russell. But, you know, it just gave us enough question. It was a piece that wasn't widely known about, mm-hmm. and it did not come from a museum. So, uh, But it did come from at least someone that we trusted. So we thought, well, mm. there's reason enough to research it. So sure. occasionally we need to research it and take a look mm-hmm. at it, and that's kind of the fun things about maybe the Russell world um, because you could find a gem that was previously unknown and unidentified. Yeah. Well, case in point, sorry to interrupt you. No, go for it. Case in point was a piece that we had in the Russell sale. Boy, it's been three or four years ago now. Actually surfaced through a show called Arizona. It was was along the lines of Antiques Roadshow type show. Wow. That, my goodness, this this family brought in an an original Russell oil that nobody knew about. Could you imagine? On that type of show. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. My grandma's had this thing in the (laughs) attic, and it's hideous. And we we might think, we think it might be expensive. dust all over it. And, Yeah. Well, nice. Charlie didn't do anything hideous by any means. No. So everybody, no. It's, uh, that is true. It's, it's art's uh, subjective, though, so I suppose. 
Yeah. Some weirdo might think that. But, uh, yeah. As a sidebar, I will yes. tell you, there when we were cleaning out my husband's father's house, you there was... You found a Russell and no, you're secretly a millionaire. Found okay. a, <laughs> there was a violin and there were people in the family oh. who are like, oh, it's a Stradivarius. I'm like, there's no absolute possible way that this is a Stradivarius. I'm like, but if you really want to hold on to it for another hundred years, it's still not going to be worth anything. It. Yeah. It'll be worth double. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was so dried out and brittle anyway. I'm like, no, this is... This is this nothing is not of value. Happening. You're not finding anything of value in this house. <laughs> of the four thousand, sorry, I'm switching gears go, again. Go for of it. Of the four thousand roughly pieces, is it public knowledge or willing to share how many the C.M. Russell Museum has of Ooh, his works of art and editing? Hard-hitting questions from the former news anchor. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I should have that number right off the top of my head. Well, but I didn't I'll even know if that was something you. that you would be willing to share. You I know, didn't know if that was secretive. We, we have about 1,300 separate pieces of fine art in okay. the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're very proud of the Russells that we do have, which, you know, the Exalted Ruler is our crown jewel, and mm-hmm. it's one of the more important Russells ever created. Uh, but then we have some really great smaller oils like yeah. Fireboat. But the exact number, I'll have to get back to you on. That's a that's a really good one. Well, you know, I, oh. <laughs> and that answer may come shorter than uh, yes. sooner than you expect. Well, I so. might you know I might add that it all depends how you count it uh-huh. because Absolutely. of course we have all the major works, the Exalted Ruler and the Fireboat. Mm-hmm. I'm oh my gosh, there must be stops on our on our docent tours down at the museum. But we also do have, you know, file cabinets of unframed drawings, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that's one of the great things about the museum is we pull those out for special exhibitions um, where other institutions probably wouldn't no, do it's that. It's not the but same every single time. It, yeah. It's not the same every time. And um, so the collections are just different. Mm-hmm. And of course, anybody, you know... F- Everybody could use that, the fuzzy math to figure it out. <laughs> I, you know, I'll go back to the fact that other collections might have more masterworks in oil and things like that. But gosh, one of the things that we just promote is the fact that we're right there at ground zero. It's mm-hmm. right where it all happened with the house and the studio. You can't um, get more authentic uh, you than can't, that. You can't get more authentic with right on the the block where, you know, he I lived. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I used to walk around the museum grounds and you can see the the stamp in the concrete that says 1919 and you think, oh my gosh. He, Harley he, would have seen this. He was on this same sidewalk. Hmm. And yeah. So. Well, oh, and if you've not been to the Sam Russell Museum, let's say in the last year, I'm going to go with that. It might have been two years. But the complex has expanded, and it is an absolutely stunning complex. Not like it was junk before, but the (laughs) green space that is now open and the expansion of kind of the way the sculpture garden has worked is stunning. And it creates just a more impressive entrance when Mm -hmm. you go into the museum anymore. And, I mean, folks, we did an entire episode on the wallpaper in Charlie's house. (laughs) So... (laughs) I mean, we could spend wow. days talking okay. about this if you really wanted to dig deep. But Well, and, you know, one thing to note on what Dwayne was saying, I mean, you know, I think it, it's a great opportunity for people to see like a study that Russell had done that mm-hmm. would be in our archives and be able to put that next to the final work and have that appreciation, that context for how he would prepare in his creative process. Or, you know, some of Nancy's letters where she's having correspondence with a with a potential buyer yeah so i mean that those are really wonderful things especially the correspondence that wouldn't necessarily get classified as works of fine art because they're certainly not but they do add this dimension to russell and to nancy that other institutions wouldn't be able to lend that easily so it's something element where you feel more of a connection to what it was like you know that they're business partners you know so that's a really fun thing and you know i think that in turn allows us to talk about contemporary West, Western art so well, because mm-hmm. behind every great artist is a great partner, right? And I mean, there's scores, we talk about it at the office, there's scores of great contemporary Western artists who without their their wife or their husband mm-hmm. um, would still be great artists, but wouldn't necessarily be as established and as successful as they are. And that's what you have in Charlie and Nancy. Mm-hmm. And then we see it reflected in their lives, the lives of these other artists today. So that's a really fun thing. So you can see those connections and that kind of like, family aspect to Western art that maybe in other genres is there too, but perhaps not as visible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've always admired Nancy. Well, from afar, from what I've seen for her, 
marketing prowess uh, to get to get Charlie's work out there and that they were such a team in establishing his legacy, their legacy that we still know today. So props to Nancy. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was props to Nancy. <laughs> she was tenacious and you know, yes. to give a quick plug to the museum store. Yeah. We have a, a book um, it's really Nancy's um, memoirs um, that oh, we published last year. Um, and you know, it just tells a great story about their life and clearly you can get a sense of just not only her love for Charlie but just her tenacity as a mm. businesswoman. Um, and so it, it's called Backtracking in Memory. We really encourage people to come by, take a look at yeah. it at the store, and take one I'll home. But um, mm-hmm. once again, it just gives great a great backstory to Nancy. You know, um, our former curator had said that Nancy brought Charlie from the prairie, you know, prairie art and made him a professional artist. And I think that that is very true. Um, but, you know, Nancy is someone who had kind of the – the deck stacked against her. She didn't have a deep formal education. She had a pretty rough childhood, but yet there she was willing to make deals with the most established Mm. collectors in the United States at that time and made her husband the highest paid artist of his time. So, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty amazing story. Absolutely. Let's keep talking about shopping because it's (laughs) one of my favorite things to do. 50 plus years ago was the first Russell auction. Um, And today... It is the foundation of what Western Art Week has become in our fine city. And folks, we've talked about Western Art Week. You can find our interview with Norma Ashby-Smith. And she talks about the creation and the idea and all this idea behind an auction. Now, we had Western Art Week in March. The Russell auction wasn't a part of that. And now it is in August. And it's still the Russell auction, but there's more going on. So tell us. What's happening? What's the deal? The Russell reignited. Yes, is that the that's, name? That's okay. the name. That's the name. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're very excited about it. It's, so it's a different time of year than what we had for, what, 51? Yeah. 52 years. So, you know, a bit of stretch of time, you know, half a, a century there. Um, but the pandemic shifted it, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're continuing to go with August. You know, uh, why? We're in August. Could be something whole, we get to, but it's a whole year of planning. So yes. you can't just change the sun a dime. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of wheels of motion, a tremendous amount of logistics behind it. Um, but you know, frankly, there was always this kind of like soft echo in the background of don't have the auction in the one of the coldest, most difficult part of the years <laughs> to get to Montana. And, you know, now, you know, we hear the, why are you having the auction during the nicest part of the year when we want to be? So you, uh, you know, yeah, you can't you're going to, yeah, yeah, you're going to lose for trying. But people um, at the end of the day, nothing is showcased. No place is showcased better than Montana in August. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're just proud that we can be this really important art event throughout the country and doing it at a time of year that's absolutely stunning in our state and mm-hmm. here in Great Falls. So we're proud of that. This year is different. Um, we are doing it in a different location, uh, the Four Seasons Reno, the Pacific Steel Expo um, Park. Um, and we're doing it in such a way that we can connect more artists. So previously we had a space that was wonderful for us, but it really only accommodated the auction itself. So, you know, for those that haven't been there, I mean, you imagine a stage, you imagine seating tables. Um, so things that are just really common to an, an auction house. What was not there were the scores of artist booths and suites. We had some, um, but we were not able to get the really the large collection of all these artists who are a part of the sale. So this year, by virtue of going to uh, the Montana Expo Park, we were able to bring together this this great union of having an auction and this wonderfully produced event, sales event, but then over a hundred separate suites where we can have artists uh, really kind of curating their own space, displaying their work and creating these like small pockets of uh, engagement galleries for Mm -hmm. patrons to meet them, to, you know, build a relationship, to maybe gain a, a larger network of collectors. And at the end of the day, I think it just formulates this really fun fellowship opportunity because that's really what Western art is. It's this, you know, place where people can meet each other, 
create really great friendships, have memories, tell some stories, and do this all kind of like in the spirit of Charlie. Charlie would have enjoyed this type of arrangement. He would have loved to have walked around with all these artists and seen their work. And then to do that, you know, right next to a room where we're going to have a major Western art auction. So that's what people are going to see. It's something we haven't done really ever before. You know, the, the Russell had been at the Heritage Inn for a number of years and something that people had always kind of said that they missed was this great union between those artist rooms and the auction. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting back to that by virtue of this new arrangement and the Russell reignited. Um, so we're very excited. There'll be other events um, at the Montana Expo Park as well um, that'll be featuring featuring Western artists, Western furniture, Western fashion, Western music. Um, other so, kinds of art are happening all through town as well. Exactly. So thanks exactly for with the art festival. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hitting Picking that up because mm-hmm. we've got more coming on the podcast of those kind of things that are happening that we're going to share. But um, the other thing that I wanted to note um and I'm excited about this, is the CM Russell Museum is not absent from Western Art Week. It's just the Russell auction reignited. The the premier event, if you will. that type of thing, which has been really synonymous with Western Art Week for a long time. Mm -hmm. And from a tourism standpoint, I spend a lot of time going, it's not just Russell. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 16 other shows going on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to change people's perceptions, and that's fine. But this gives us a new opportunity to refocus on Charlie, which may have been missed from or for a lot of people in the March episode. So we get or March episode. <laughs> the podcast, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously what we're doing. <laughs> the March event where we're going to have more opportunity to engage with art in our community, which I think is gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot happening, but obviously the the Russell and Charlie Charlie lead this off. They're kind of the staple of of what's happening. So it's uh, Thursday, August 18th through Sunday, August 21st. Tell us about some of the other events that are happening with the museum. Well, a fan favorite is Art in Action. So Mm -hmm. Art in Action is a quick draw, quick finish event. And that happens on Friday, August 19th at the Metal Art Country Club. Uh, That starts at 10 a.m. And people just have an opportunity to to watch artists work and have some mm-hmm. conversations with those artists. So a lot of it is seeing that creative process firsthand. A lot of it is just kind of maybe having a, a good word with some of those artists, um, you know, going there with some friends and just observing. And then there'll be a live auction of that work um, at approximately, you know, 12, 30, one o'clock in that time frame, And mm-hmm. all those proceeds graciously are, go to the museum. So we're very grateful to oh all those goodness. artists that support that event. It has a direct impact on, on our bottom line and mm-hmm. our efforts to exhibit and interpret more work. Let me clarify that for someone who might be <laughs> driving down the highway and just didn't realize what you said. The artists are getting no money from the sale of their artwork. It all goes to the Russell? For art in action, correct. So the other sales That's events, really impressive. It is. It is. It's a huge testament to how passionate and committed those artists are to Absolutely. the CM Russell Museum, for which we're incredibly grateful. <laughs> right. Um, and, and grateful to the buyers that are there, too. I think, you know— you know, there's a few things that always motivate buyers, right? And this is kind of stepping into Wayne's world a little <laughs> bit here. So um, I think, you know, Art in Action brings out a couple new nuances. Like, for one, um, if they know that this has a direct imp- impact to our operations at the museum, I think that can kind of motivate a couple more, you know, bids here and there. Sure. I think the simple fact that, you know, a buyer has seen that piece evolve over a few yeah. hours. They were kind of there in the creation, like uh, the origin the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that would motivate them. me. I mean, that's really neat to be there. Yeah. To be see that process it happening. Because you can then it's when, an experiential component. It's like, yeah, you yeah. kind of share this moment with that mm-hmm. piece of art. So when you have friends over at your house, you can be like, Oh, well, oh, let me tell you I saw how that when started. It was created. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, yes. in this day and age of the selfie too. Oh, mm-hmm. and here's a photo here's of me a, yeah. when it was in uh, progress. Yeah. Yeah. I right. picked this color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think too with the art in action. I would normally be intimidated to walk up to an artist while they're creating something. Be like, oh, excuse me, can I talk to you? But that's encouraged. That's what this event is about. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. You know, the first time I ever went to that event, I had that exact same mm-hmm. kind of like trepidation. But I think a lot of the artists, they kind of prep themselves, whether it be emotionally prepping mm-hmm. themselves to be, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of like 
tactfully interrupted. Sure. Um, or and invaded they, with questions. Yeah, yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> or they prepare themselves by virtue of having that piece of art pretty Mostly much done. done, you know, mm-hmm. by the time they, they hit, you know, the uh, the event. There are some artists, um, you know, one I'll kind of point out or that sticks in my mind is Troy Collins. In years past, he's just shown up with a blank canvas. And wow. Oh. So there's some pressure right there. <laughs> it's like a, it's no. like a quick draw but, uh, kind of He's situation. delivered and has, yeah. you know, created a wonderful piece wow. from, you know, beginning to end. Yeah. But, you know, we always really encourage artists to do what they feel is comfortable because at the end of the day, we want them to be proud of that piece. We want the person who is you know, going to purchase that piece to feel like it's a very worthy piece of art. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also really do want conversation. I mean, that's really the fun aspect of that event. So that's on Friday. Um, Saturday, um, we have an educational symposium. um, And that's been a a big part of our auction for the past number of years. Dr. Mark Sublet is uh, a gallery owner out of New Mexico. He is an expert on Maynard Dixon, a historic Western artist who had a relationship, personal relationship with Charlie. And he'll be giving uh, a lecture at 10 a.m. at the Expo Park, and that'll be in our artist suites area. And his lecture will be new material on Maynard Dixon and why he, Dixon, was such a, a really fascinating character in the American West as well and kind of worked... You know, certainly a different way than Charlie and focus his art in a different manner, but how there's just this real relevance and kind of connection between them as historic figures. That should be great fun. We'll have the artist suites throughout then on Saturday. Um, and Saturday night is our main live um, auction, which caps off two nights of auctions, both Friday night and Saturday night. So that's fun. Then Sunday, we do have some final hours of the artist suite. So if people had their eye on a piece of art for the you know past few days, they'd have one last opportunity um, to If it's to still go available. Mm-hmm. If it's still available, yep, yep. Don't you, wait till the last minute. Wanna, you no. don't want to wait, so. So for those, uh, Rebecca was saying earlier, the the auction itself, there's it's more of a, a reserved crowd. So Take maybe let's, event. Yeah, let's so, say it that yes. way. So let's talk about who, who can go to what <laughs> for these events, which <laughs> which ones are open to the public, which ones you need tickets for, things like that. Sure. You know, Dwayne, maybe I'll take, you want to take this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, no, yeah, that clearly in. was you. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so the artist suites are open to the public. Okay. Anybody can come to the Montana Expo Park um, between the 18th and the 21st and see the artists, see their work and buy a piece of art, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people can come to the museum and it will be free and open to the public that week as well. So they can see our permanent collection. They can see Russell's home and studio. They can also see then the works that will be auctioned on the Friday and Saturday night oh, wow. sales. Okay. Now, what requires a ticket are as follows. Uh, number one, there's a ticket to go to the preview party on Thursday night, okay. the 18th. There's a ticket required to go to the Russell Western Heritage Award that honors Dr. Mark Sublet also on Thursday, August 18th. There's a ticket required to go to Art in Action on Friday the 19th. Tickets then required for the Friday night and Saturday night auction. And all those tickets are available um, at the museum or by calling 727-8787. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Good deal. No, thank you. Because there's a lot of events happening. So that gives people an idea of what they need to prepare ahead of time for and ones they can walk right up to. So I've got the hard hitting question. Oh boy. Because I'm learning from Shannon. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> are there a set number of tickets available for the wrestle and are they still available? Uh, are there tickets? Let me rephrase that question <laughs> so it made sense. Is this what I've been teaching you? <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> you would have done this better. <laughs> are there tickets still available for the wrestle reignited? auction there are though they we do anticipate them going very quickly quickly. um we've just seen a number of them start to kind of pick up in the pace of sales Mm -hmm. we have vip tables for instance um as of right now we have one vip table available um we anticipate that being purchased um but there's not a bad seat in the house and so uh we we do have tickets available what we really encourage people to call and purchase their tickets immediately we anticipate very strong sales and book your rooms i'm gonna say it because that's what we do here at tourism (laughs) plug plug for us too (laughs) it uh it's uh, likely to be fairly busy yes um with all this fun new Mm -hmm. things happening and the artists that are going to be here and this is the first time anything like this has happened mm-hmm. and so get your rooms people yes, yes that, and, and we do hear from people that they're just asking us you know 
are there still rooms available in Great Falls? There are, mm-hmm. but they like our yep. tickets will be going fast. Absolutely. So people should, you know, make arrangements. And we're, you know, here's another thing we're encouraging people. We're encouraging people to drive up, mm-hmm. um, you know, if they can. You know, if you're coming from a long ways away and you need to fly, by all means fly. Yes. We have a great airport. Um, but the unpredictability of flights in other parts of this country are as such that if you want to be guaranteed to come here and if you can drive, we're really encouraging people to drive. It's a beautiful or trip up here. Make it a two and a half week vacation because there is plenty to there fill is, your itinerary. There's a lot itinerary. happening then. And we can help you fill your itinerary outside Absolutely. of just the Russell Auction activities. So, Well, and on the note of Russell Auction activities, let me just give you some more specific information for tickets if oh, you don't perfect. mind. So the, the RussellSale.org the russellsale.org or the direct ticket line is 406-727-1939 okay Ooh, great does 1939 have any significance to a special year please tell me it does and if 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 not <laughs> lie to me well charlie charlie had already <laughs> passed unfortunately so but nancy and see. jack are still roaming around like, countryside in 19 19- 39. Yeah, you know, Nancy's not doing real well by 39. (laughs) Uh, Her health is failing. So, Okay, folks, you're about to hear. I'm going to come up with a story. We're going to sell it like nobody's business and people will never know. We really should have a good story about that, though. (laughs) Have fun with that. Yep, good luck. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Nobody has faith in me. I have faith. (laughs) You say things with strong enough conviction, people are going to believe you. That's what... That's what she does to visitors (laughs) all the time. You've done pretty well. Um, So in the past, the Russell has coordinated a runway fashion show. No runway fashion show for August? No, uh, no runway fashion show for August. I got to emcee that once. Which you did a wonderful job. Thanks. Yeah, that was a a new venture for me. I appreciate art, but I don't know much about art. Well, and that was a fun event. We do, you know, by no means have we thought that was the last of the Russell Runway mm-hmm. show. So I think there is a future for it, given all the new parts and pieces this year. We thought right. we probably have enough new. But there is Western fashion that will be at the Expo Center, specifically in the Trades and Industries building. Another way for sale. people to appreciate art Absolutely. or a different uh, land or palette, if you will, for that art. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, then, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, our patrons, right, kind of like allow their Western fashion inspirations to show Mm -hmm. um and so it's been just a really natural part of what we've been trying to do and so i think there's a future with it and in the interim until we have it back uh many of those people that come to our events will be showing everyone else what western (laughs) fashion fashion show (laughs) yeah so are cowboy boots required Uh, you know they're they're encouraged (laughs) encouraged um yeah they're encouraged do do you have some do i have some (laughs) i forget you're new to this I have over 300 shoes uh, in my oh. closet, and a good boots portion of them are cowboy. Oh, at least 10 different pairs of oh. cowboy boots. Wow. There you go. <laughs> That's so, impressive. Yeah, Stunned. <laughs> silence. Stunned silence. Well, Dwayne's just doing a quick count of his own shoes. Yeah, he's like, wait, how many boots do yeah. I have? Yeah. I have That's one. impressive. Uh, yeah. Well, Little I don't did know you if know. impressive is the right word. <laughs> I've got one question before we move to wrapping up. I have another question, too. Oh, okay. You go ahead. Um, the kids' essay contest still mm. happening in March? It is. Still happening in March. Good deal. That's uh, And that's a topic for another time, and you guys can listen to our Western Art Week show if you want to know more about it. But that was really just for my own personal knowledge. Yeah. No, that's a fun event. We'll, we'll talk more about it later. It doesn't apply here. Uh, I wanted to ask because, you know, people who appreciate art or maybe they like to go to museums, they hear Western artist or cowboy artist, maybe like, eh, that's not my normal style. Why should people come and appreciate Charlie's work? Why should people who maybe normally wouldn't want say oh western art that's that's my interest why should those people come and and check out the the russell reignited and all the events well um as far as why should people come and and see charlie's work yeah. it's it's so much more than what you see on the two-dimensional or mm-hmm. two-dimensional surface it's the man it's the humor it's the history the culture that you know, talks about um, Montana, this region, mm-hmm. what it's been like for, for you know, from Charlie's time and well, well before. But uh, Charlie was an incredible artist. There's nothing, you know, no, no questioning that. A lot of artists come for inspiration, for to really 
uh, pick apart his techniques. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's really that's kind of fun to see. If I may take a little side side route there, that people do come and really inspect his pieces to find out how he created um, that sagebrush sagebrush with just a few simple strokes in mm-hmm. the foreground. So he really was a master of of multiple media. As far as the Russell sale and the offerings um, therein, you know, I can't stress enough that that's just such a unique um, exhibition year after year because not only are you not going to be able to see those same pieces probably ever again in your lifetime, but it's a it's a wonderful survey of the different interpretations of what Western art means. And that's what keeps it new, brand new every single year. Sure, you might not like the, you know, the cowboys in this one, but wow, the next one right right door is incredibly impressionistic and with, you know, thick paint all over the place. And it was, (laughs) looks like it was done just at the spur of a moment. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just literally something for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, and I encourage people, even if they, you know, aren't so sure that Western art is their thing. It there's probably something in there that's going to inspire you. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And I mean, re- Western art I think is just a very broad genre. Oh I mean, my God, it, it's it, just huge. Oh, mm-hmm. it, it is. It is. I mean, it's just not one thing, which is why I think it's so fascinating, right? I mean, it can be landscape, it can be wildlife, it can be indigenous, it can mm-hmm. be you know cowboy. But at the end of the day, I think it it's a it's our art right as westerners it's it's our art because it tells our story whether it be a story of you know the range changing that russell captured or if it's the story of the west today that a lot of you know contemporary western artists are trying to you know interpret and figure out and you know take a really hard look at so i mean i think by looking at western art we're kind of looking at ourselves and trying to figure out our own journey as westerners um, and that's, I think, a really just cool aspect about this event. Just like Dwayne mentioned, I mean, what a great connection between Western historic art and contemporary Western work that, I mean, people can kind of see the the wide spectrum of work, but then also see a wide spectrum of, of artists, you know, people that are well-established who have been doing work for, in some cases, 30 or 40 years, and other artists who are brand new on the scene that are starting to really make a name for themselves. Um, and they're not all from the American West either. So, I mean, it's just, it's a really fun connection of great art, great artists, and I guarantee people have fun. Fantastic. Can we say anything more? No, we cannot. No. It's been a wonderful time. <laughs> but I was like, well, we could, I guess. Are you opening that door? No, yeah. no but I'm closing it and shutting it. Thank yeah. you so much, Tom and Dwayne, for your time and passion for this, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think it's just a job, but it's not. It is... It is something that enters your soul and stays there. And I really appreciate the opportunity to talk again with people who are smarter than I am about this kind of stuff (laughs) and share their passion with us. So thank you so much. And listeners, you know, you've made us Montana's number one podcast. We couldn't be happier about that. So thank you. And until we're planning your trip here to Great Falls, we hope you are having a wonderful time wherever you are creating memories with your friends and family. So we'll see you soon here in Great Falls. Thank you. Bye-bye. We're no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town.